In this episode of Pastor Brad Rocks, the Christian life is often described as a race in the New Testament. We're running it with all of our might. Our eyes are fixed on the prize, right? We're letting go of the sin that entangles us and running the race marked out for us. We want to we want to keep the faith. We want to finish the race. We want to be able to say those words like Paul. We want to be able to hear our Savior say, well done, good and faithful servant. Every Pastor Brad Rocks podcast, I share a song that goes with the theme. Today, we're talking about the race of life. I get to share with you today an awesome song called The Race of Life. It's Track three from the Get Real album. It's all coming up, man. You ready? Let's do it. Pastor Brad here, your 80s heavy metal, head-banging, Jesus-loving online pastor. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Hey, wherever you happen to be listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're enjoying these podcasts, whatever platform you happen to be on, if you can leave a thumbs up or a comment or share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome to help the audience grow. God bless you, man. Thank you in advance so much for that. And now... Let's move on to the point of today's podcast. Running the race is not about beating other people to the finish line. It's about making it to the finish line faithfully with your eyes on Jesus. Finishing the race, keeping the faith. Here's what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Today we're talking about running the race of life for Jesus. Now, there's all kinds of passages that, that allude to a race in the New Testament. It is just a dominant illustration of, of how to live for Jesus. But we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12, okay, verse 1. This verse is inseparably linked to the chapter before it. It starts with the word therefore. Now, you've probably heard me say, my grandma, best Bible teacher I ever had, she always said, bratty boy, anytime you see the word therefore, you got to ask what it's there for, and it always has to do with the context, what was said before this, that is speaking into what we're about to read, the whole 11th chapter of Hebrews is what I've always called the Hall of Faith. We've all heard of the Hall of Fame of some, you know, I think of the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, You may think of a different Hall of Fame. It's a collection of the best of the best, right? Hebrews chapter 11 is the Hall of Faith. It is a retelling of, of the best of the best examples of people who lived by faith. And coming right off of chapter 11, we come into chapter 12 and it says, therefore, based on what we just looked at, these amazing examples of faith, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, the Hebrew writer says, this phrase, the cloud of witnesses, the church has historically taken it one of two ways. Either literally, this is where we get the communion of saints, that all those who have gone before us are alive in that spirit form with Christ. They can see us. They are cheering us on. They are pulling for us. They are witnesses of our life. And we're to live with that awareness of the communion of saints and and we're running this race before them and there's that whole cheering on thing. Or the figurative, this idea that uh, they have passed on and they are with Christ, but they can't necessarily see us living our life, but we still have this incredible example of them, right? Either way, because of this amazing example that has been set 
for us. Let us now throw off everything that hinders. What an interesting phrase. Everything that hinders. Okay, you're running a race. You, you want to run it well. You got, And it's not just a 100-yard dash. We're talking a marathon of life here, right? You're not going to show up to the starting line with hiking boots and a football helmet and a backpack, right? <laughs> because that stuff hinders you. You might not call any of it sinful or horrible or bad stuff, but it's not going to help you run the race. So, so here the Hebrew writer is saying, look, get serious about this thing. Get serious about running this race for Jesus. It's, it's not just get rid of the obvious, horrible, bad stuff in your life. You know, we could all, I remember when I first became a Christian, you know, I, I knew that, that drinking a fifth of, of whiskey on a weekend and using the F-bomb for every other part of speech and, 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 uh, and watching movies with people with no clothes on, uh, that was bad stuff, right? <laughs> the Holy Spirit said right away, get rid of that. All right, so you throw that stuff out of your life. But then as you walk with the Lord, you become more aware of things that just hinder you. An attitude. Uh, when I go down to those places, when I hang with those people, when I engage in this activity, I, I'm not necessarily going to call it quote unquote capital S sin, but it hinders me, man. It's not good for my walk. So the Hebrew writer here is drilling down into that kind of stuff in life and he's saying, look, get rid of the baggage, the extra stuff that hinders you from really being able to run your best race. And then he also says, let us throw off this sin that so easily entangles. That phrase, so easily entangles. Just imagine, you stand there and you let somebody wrap a rope around your legs. And then they say, okay, go run a race. You can't. You can't run a race with your legs tangled together, entangled, wrapped around, surrounded. That's, that's the, the idea here. You can't walk in sin and run the race for Christ. Sin is not just something that hinders your race, it ends your race. It doesn't mean God quit loving you, it just means you can't run and have that thing actively part of your life. It's not about perfect performance, it's about a surrendered heart to Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit makes you aware of things in your life that are sin, you lay those down. It's just that simple, right? And if, if the Holy Spirit actually begins to bring you under conviction for sin in your life, and you begin to say, you know what, screw the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna live my way, that's a, that's a problem. That That's a race disqualifying situation there, okay? And, and that's the big thing we need to take away from that statement, is that when you become aware of sin, let the Holy Spirit do his job. Let him convict you. Let him make you miserable. Repent, confess it, lay it down. Thank God for his grace. Fix your eyes afresh on Jesus and continue on with your race. And then he says, and let us run with perseverance. I already alluded to it, but friends, this race is not a hundred yard dash. This is a long haul, all of life race. So let us run. We're not just walking. We're giving our best effort. We are pouring ourselves intentionally into something here, but we're doing it with a sense of perseverance. We're pacing ourselves. We're fixing our eyes on the prize and intentionally putting one foot in front of the other faithfully. And then he says, let us run the race that is marked out for us. For us. You're running your best race. You're not running against anyone else in the family of God. You are running for Jesus, not against anyone else. It's your race. It's the race he's set out for you. It's not about being first. 
Hebrews chapter 11 kind of blows that whole notion away. He starts the whole discussion by saying there's a whole bunch of people who've already finished this race. So it's not a race where we're trying to beat the next guy. It's where we're trying to to run the race as well as the people who are exemplified in chapter 11. We're trying to run this race with that same kind of faithfulness so that we come across the finish line faithfully with our eyes fixed on Jesus. So that we, like Paul, can say, I've kept the faith, man. I have finished the race. So take a moment today. What's hindering your race? Are there areas of your life out there on the periphery and you're like, you know what? It's not capital S sin, but it it, it hinders me. And I need to really lay that down before Jesus and, and let him guide me in terms of letting go of that. Is there any sin? right now in your life and, and you know it listen to the holy spirit you know you know what this 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 behavior this addiction this attitude this 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 thing that i keep doing uh, i know i know i can't run the race for jesus with that wrapped around my legs i gotta let go of that first john chapter one john is so straight up with us he says listen if we if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves we all have stuff that we have to deal with as we run this race he says don't hide it and then he says if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves but if we will confess it man he is faithful and just and he just purifies us from it then we can get right back into running the race run 1981 i ran what's called the indy mini marathon in It's in Indianapolis. It's in May. It's part of the festivities surrounding the Indianapolis 500. And there's thousands of people that gather in downtown Indianapolis at this place called The Circle. It's right in the center of downtown. And that's where this race starts. And they fire that gun off, and it's a half marathon. It's 13-point-something miles. And it ends over in Speedway by coming onto the track, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, on the back straightaway. And you come around turn three and then turn four, and then you come down and you actually finish the race at the the finish line at Indy. It's an awesome way to end the race. Well, I had run a lot of distance races, man, and I had trained a lot, but I had never run a race that long. This was a hot day, so I knew I was going to try to pace myself. I set a pace that I thought was reasonable, and we took off, and for the first eight or so miles, I was decent. I was running right at my pace, and it was good. Around mile 11, man, I hit the wall. I mean, I, I, I couldn't do, it was like, I, it took everything mentally and emotionally that I had to just continue to lift the left leg and then the right leg and then the left. And I was just, I was just having to force myself to take every step that I took. I just gutted out that last two miles. Well, the last mile is on the Indy 500 track. And so when I got onto the track, it was like, I mean, first off, a very cool experience, and I, I, I went up around turn three, which, by the way, the banks on that track, it looks flat when you sit on TV. They're, they're, they're pretty serious banks, and uh, came around turn four, and as I came around turn four, they had all these ladies who were part of the Indianapolis 500 pageantry fair kind of lining the way there all cheering and there were people in the stands and all along that whole last stretch of it the indianapolis motor speedway cheering for everybody like yeah yeah come on it was really awesome and there was no way i was the winner of that race i came in mid-pack but i didn't walk man and i faithfully finished that race and when i came down that final stretch the cheers of the people lifted me my pace increased. I, I ran that last quarter or half mile or whatever it was with, with actually a decent pace lifted and carried by the people cheering me on. And I crossed the finish line. Well, and then I collapsed. 
But wow, what an accomplishment that was. And I'll never forget how the cheers of the crowd lifted me and carried me across that finish line. And that's what I picture when I read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, man. The saints who have gone before us, the angels in heaven, they are cheering for us as we run this race. Listen for them. Let go of everything that hinders you. Cut free from that sin every time you become aware of it. Continue to run the race with perseverance, with your eyes fixed on Jesus. And know that heaven is cheering for you, man. And that's what this Pastor Brad song, The Race of Life, is all about. It's about finishing well, keeping your eyes on Jesus, letting go of everything that hinders, cutting free every all the sin that entangles us, and, and, and coming around that last turn at Indy and finishing that stretch with everybody cheering for you, the angels and the saints, man, saying, come on, finish well. You can do it, man. Now that you know the backstory, listen to the lyrics. You'll be able to relate with it, and, and I really hope it rocks you up for Jesus, man. God bless you. Here it is, The Race of Life.
man. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it totally rocked you up for Jesus. As we wrap things up here, let me quickly say, if you dig what I'm doing, man, and you're blessed by the music, the podcast, the teaching videos, etc., and you want to support this ministry, this mission to reach classic metalheads for Jesus, I want to invite you to head over to my Patreon page and learn how your just couple dollars a month will make a huge difference in this ministry. And also about some amazing exclusive benefits that you'll receive in exchange for your support. The link to my Patreon page will be at the very top of the show notes. So head over there, check it out, learn about it, pray about it, and whatever you decide, man, God bless you. And thanks for being part of the Pastor Brad Rocks family, man. Remember to like, share, subscribe, leave comments, all those things that helps the show to grow. Really appreciate it. Stop by PastorBradRocks.net sometime. Over there, you can learn all about the ministry, the music, get some free uh, music downloads, all kind of cool stuff. Also, if you're interested in following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, best decision you'll ever, ever, ever make, promise bar none. You can learn about that over at PastorBradRocks.net as well, or leave a comment here. I'll get back with you. Shoot me an email at PastorBrad at AOL.com. Yes, I still use AOL. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Pastor Brad, out.